to the Money Mentors Podcast. Now, here on Money Mentors, we always say, you know, it's a family firm. And Gary, Laurel, your family. I want to know, though, I'm going to pose this question to Laurel. Ooh. Laurel, what would you do if your dad and mom said, honey, we need to, to move in with you? Hmm. <laughs> I would, of course, let them. I would probably most likely think, well... Okay, is this permanent? <laughs> yeah. What's is there the situation? A time <laughs> you know, but it's one of those things where you kind of have to start thinking through the impact of that. You know, what are their needs? What's the reasoning behind it? Can they afford some type of care if that was the issue that's better for them? Would they pay rent? Would they help around the house? I mean, there's just a lot of things that go on with that because I think it's just good to be open and honest as family, but. We're so close. I care about them deeply. They've done so much for me and my upbringing, obviously, that I would never say no. Right. Well, let's go on to another. Well, I'm just going to throw it out there is that my brother, who's 72, my mom turned 99 this last weekend. And she said to my brother, you are not coming back and living with us. Oh, wow. At 99 and 72. And he goes, well, mom, why would you say that? Because you said you want to come back, spend six months here. That's great. Come on back. But you can't live with us. Oh, so she doesn't wow. want in there for the six months at all. Nope. And he's yeah. like, he's like, well, okay, thanks, mom. You know? Yeah. Oh, she put her foot down. But hey, yeah, you know. Yeah, 99 years old. It's not going to happen. Ah, uh, but you have to know your limits with family. And I think that's what makes our next story really interesting here. There is a new trend called the reverse boomerang effect. And yeah, your family might be part of this, too, in one way or another. It's when mom and dad decide to move in with their kids. Now, the Pew Research Center says 9% now of multi-generational households are headed up by young people in that 25 to 34 age group. That is up significantly in the past 20 years or so. But how do we make sure this is a want-to scenario versus a have-to scenario in our retirement? Well, I actually can think of two situations where this is happening. Granted, it's still the kids and it's still the parents. They're not, the kids aren't 25 to 34 the kids in this case are in their 50s, late 40s or early 50s. Okay. But I have one client who she is a single widower. And so her mom, she's taking care of and her mom lives with her. And she loves her dearly and helps her and things. And this client has plans of building a home someday and wanting to do some other things. Mm -hmm. But she's already moved her mom once now, right? Because she moved from her home to now the client's home sharing together. So she said, I don't want to do any renovations until... My mom is no longer here and I don't want her to get whiff of this at all uh -huh. because I don't want her to think like I can't do more with her being a burden because right. she's not. Right. So I just think it's really great to see that kind of care. And then in another instance, I'm seeing a lot more to where the other situation I'm thinking of where it's kind of like a mother suite, right? Mm -hmm. Mother-in-law suite, yeah. Exactly. Or they're on the same property. Actually, my friends just purchased their parents' home and their parents are building on the same property just on the other side of the barn. Oh, neat. So I think the want to scenario versus the have to scenario really comes from a conversation as to the future. We're always talking about it doesn't have to be a set in stone plan, but I think there should be a conversation as to the what ifs. What would be a situation that would cause somebody to want to move in? Maybe it's a wanting to be closer or it's a health concern. But in order for it to not go into that have to category, let's talk about it earlier to know what the options are. There's actually households out there that make this part of their plan, and they've done this every year as generations come in. They've done this, you know, two or three generations living in a home. 
And when you do that, it's actually a very good financial reason to do that. But again, it gets complicated when you want your own space and those type of things. Uh, like Laurel talked about, we have a client that she put together a plan and she's going to sell her home to her child. And part of the sale price we're putting into, like Laurel said, a mother's suite connected to the home. They can use that in the future for an office or that type of thing. And she says, but very much, I'm going to have my own door and it's going to be able to be closed and nobody can come in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do it more? Because we want that privacy. So making sure you can have that privacy. Why don't people not want to go to homes? Well, a couple of reasons. One is they want to have freedom. But secondly is do you lose that privacy? And that's something that's really big in America. I think it's a good thing. And so making sure you have that choice is having the dollars set up so you're not going to outlive your money. And when these things come up, you're able to handle that, whether it's being on your own and hire people in. That's generally what happens with a lot of our clients. Or we've had clients that actually lost her husband and her daughter lost her husband and the two of them moved in together. And now they're traveling. They're travel partners. And they go and come and do the thing that they want to do. And they've moved around the United States because of that. So it's great opportunity for the right people. Real life lessons about your retirement. You're listening to the Money Mentors Podcast. A lot of interesting things are happening in the headlines these days, and it's kind of interesting to hear what our politicians and D.C. officials are saying about inflation versus what most average people are saying right now. I can't tell you how many friends and relatives I've had complain to me lately about the prices they're paying for the things that they need. I've been complaining, too. And yet Treasury mm-hmm. Secretary Janet Yellen said this week that it's so far so good in the really? Fed's battle to bring yeah. inflation down. Oh, boy. I mean, you talk about a disconnect there. How do you feel about it, though? I feel that tortilla chips need to not be $6 <laughs> and also Doritos, right? It's Tostitos and Doritos. I love them so much, but I cannot believe they're over $6. I say that a lot. This is a problem in the Stewart household. <laughs> I know. And see, so your mom used a coupon and got one of those bags for free because they make you buy two. So she buy one and get the other one for free if you're using the coupon. I know. I so know. here we go again. I th- believe in my heart of hearts that Washington is Washington. There's a reason they call it District of Columbia. It's not a state. It's into its own little thing mm-hmm. because they're out of touch. They really are. But you could say that same thing about me. If I went to Los Angeles, California and lived, it's very different than Grand Rapids or living in, in rural areas, very different again. So it's saying across the board, how are things going? Well, we know fuel prices were up. We saw a record number in energy stocks and those type of things making money. So it's definitely... The average person out there that have been living paycheck to paycheck is feeling it all across the board. Now, there's things you can do, change our lifestyle things, but who wants to do that? You know, we think we have enough money to do the things we want to do, and all of a sudden, you know, inflation comes in and say, now I can't drive myself to work. I got to ride with somebody two or three days a week. And again, we talked about privacy and those type of things and freedom. And this economically can take away your freedom. It can be forced upon you just like this, inflation doing that. We need to make sure that your plan is flexible. So yes, we do plan on cost of living adjustments all the time. And when it comes to your income plan, we're gonna make sure that we have different resources available to fill that. Because for an example, if you have a husband and wife and we're just talking about social security, one of them passes, now the surviving spouse is losing one social security. And on top of that, the standard deduction changes, right? You're going from a little over $24,000 as a standard deduction, and then you go down to a little over $12,000. So you can tell there's a large discrepancy there when it comes to that. So we want to make sure that there are other avenues to say, if this situation happens, 
we have another income source that we can use. We've talked a lot about the bad part about inflation right now, right? But let's talk about the good part. Where does the opportunity lie? I actually wrote a little article about this and sent it to our clients here recently. And if some of you might be on our email list, you might have received it too. But there's a tool out there called a multi-year guaranteed annuity. And I think this is really important right now because they're relatively the same as CDs. Yes, they are different, right? But a multi-year guaranteed annuity, a MIGA, we've got some two-year options, some three-year options. Yes, there are ones beyond that, but we're looking in the short space as compared to a CD. And the good part about these higher interest rates is we're seeing really good rates when it comes to this safe money side of things. Yeah. So I think it's a really safe vehicle, right? You get a guaranteed interest rate for a two-year or three-year set amount of time. And you don't have any of that market volatility, but this is a good opportunity if you have the fund sitting in a bank account and you know that interest is the bare minimum, let's look at a different opportunity to take advantage. And this falls into that deferred bucket. When talking about taxes, you put money in a CD at the end of that time frame, let's say it's 24 months, whatever they paid you in that year, you're going to pay taxes on. When it comes to this MIGA annuity, what happens is you're tax deferred all the way through that till you take the money out. Now, it could be down 24 months, and we say, okay, we're going to do it because we got some good rates, not taxable event, or we might take it out. So this is why we call it triple return. You're getting interest on the principal. You're getting interest on the interest. Then you're getting interest on the taxes you would otherwise pay during that year time frame like you would have on a CD. So, so that good deferred compounding. account. Yes, the yeah. deferred account's very well done. Weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Fee-based financial planning and investment services are offered by Matson Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services offered through Lakeview Financial Group, LLC, Matson Financial Services, LLC, and Lakeview Financial Group are affiliated. To find out if Matson Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 800-536-8907.